0: Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic art and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam, and as always, I am joined by London. From the shadows, we are joined by the mysterious Shadow Adam. Will he appear? We don't know. But he is in the shadows. History of the Batman with London is produced and engineered by the great Mason Booker. How you doing, London?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm
0: great. I'm great. We're joined by a very special guest today.
1: I know. It's always great to have guests. It is good because then,
0: I mean, as much as fun as you and I are, you know. Uh, I'm sure most people enjoy when we get to dive into the mind of a guest. Of course. So would you like to introduce our esteemed guest?
1: Yes. Um, I'm very glad he's on the show today because his podcast is one of my favorites that I listen to, actually. Oh, man. And he does the Batman the Animated podcast, which is all about one of, or probably my favorite. favorite. Yeah, it is. I can't even. I know. I know. I'm sure people who've listened know that Batman the Animated series and that show is perhaps my favorite Batman show. So, hi, Justin. Justin Hey, Michael. How are you doing?
0: Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. No no problem. Meltdown loves you. Oh, (laughs) I love Meltdown. Man, it's like a match made in heaven. Right? That's it. (laughs) We're done. We're done. (laughs) We settled it. So you actually just recorded another podcast on the Meltdown Network. Yeah. Would you like to shout out your man? Uh, My man, Jeffrey. Jeffrey? (laughs) Jeffrey, I'm
2: shouting out at you. Yeah, man. I think I'm screaming into the microphone as well. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: So, Jeff, that is two packs a week. And the great thing about two packs a week is what, Justin? You get to open up random- Trading old, cards. Yeah, and talk about it.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. We, uh, Well, I, I don't even know. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it is Batman related. I will Ooh, not say nice. which Batman. You will have to <laughs> listen to it to find out. It's got to
0: be old and crusty.
2: Yes. <laughs> Crust. I don't know if it had like crusty old gum included, right, right. but uh, it definitely, it, it had the old part covered. Nice,
0: nice. Was there gum in there?
2: I don't think so. Uh, but I think there was some sort of like cool shiny card. You know, there's always something like a stick of gum or a shiny card or a see-through translucent sticker.
0: There you go. There you go. So anyways, that's two packs a week, and there's a bunch of other shows on the Meltdown Podcast Network that you could check out. There's Meltcast 3.0, Pod Sequentialism with Matt Kennedy on some hip-hop-ish Meltdown Moms and Mason's own anime attic, uh, along with, of course, two packs a week. So check out MeltComics.com for that, and welcome to the show officially, listeners. All right, so let's get started here. How did we start with such two? I mean, we got podcast power here right now. (laughs) The two of you. I I just want to sit back and watch. This is like getting to see, I don't know, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee of Batman podcasting. Right basically here. Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Uh, of Batman podcasting. Yes.
2: <laughs> no, yes. I'm not, I, I don't know. I that think is a sweet and... title. I <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you want Kirby or Lee?
1: Hmm, I'll let you pick.
2: I mean, I'll take
0: Kirby. Okay. Yeah. And
1: I'll be Stan Lee. Yeah. But it's not a
0: bad pick either way. <laughs> I know.
1: Either way, you can't go wrong, right?
0: Right now, <laughs> Stan Lee worked on Batman. Yes. When he did his interpretation of it. Yes. Jack the Kirby. Just did he awesome. ever do Batman?
1: Um, he did a few like images, panels, but nothing official. Not not a full on comic or anything. Mm. But I would love to see. I would have loved to see that. Like mm. more Jack Kirby Batman. That'd be sweet. <laughs> Well. I'm woefully
2: unaware of Jack Kirby's involvement in Batman. Really?
1: <laughs> Is very, very little, like page worth, but <laughs> really, that's it. Yeah, unfortunately.
0: What if there was like a vault of Jack Kirby's work, oh. and in it, like hundreds, <laughs> the of world Batman. would
1: have to see that. Mm. Ah. In this all right well <laughs> well i'm glad you're on the show and of course with any guests that we have i always want to know where their love of comics batman anything came from so were you always first of all were you, are you into comics or yeah
2: yeah i'd say more so into the animated end of things okay. than comics but like cartoons got me into comics for a short period nice i'd say i'm in and out of comics now uh, mm. Like I, I'm really into Mignola stuff a lot. I don't. I'm not up on current DC, mm-hmm. which which is very uh, scary to be on a podcast talking about no. Batman <laughs> and say <laughs> like okay. I don't know what's going on in the continuity now.
1: It's all right because DC's doing their whole new rebirth next month, so it's actually you don't okay. Need to know. Right, you, you could actually go in. Yeah, they they don't want it to be called a reboot. Though. I mean, say it's a, a rebirth. Reboot
0: which is ridiculous (laughs) but anyway but
1: anyway okay go on
2: oh yeah my introduction probably was the 60s batman show (gasps) mind you yeah i I remember (laughs) my mom was really into it so i would watch it with her and then we she took me to see batman in theaters the burton movie Mm -hmm. and so those were like my kind of introductions to it so then i read kind of whatever comics you could get in like those those crappy kind of like whatever overstock comics they would right. throw in a big bag and sell mm-hmm. for like a couple dollars.
0: Yeah, you could like buy those at Toys R Us. Exactly.
2: <laughs> and so it would be like a few Batmans but then like a weird like rogue one shot or like things that right. like you weren't super into. But, right. uh, but and you had we,
0: to read it because it was in that bag. Right. Yeah. You didn't want to waste it.
2: Exactly. Some sort of werewolf comic. I don't remember.
0: Werewolf by Night. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that is actual was, title. Like, it is what? actual <laughs> title. I'm not joking. I just, okay. I just don't know if it was in that comic <laughs> bag that you were reading it in the, what, early 80s? Mid 80s?
2: Say late 80s? Late 80s. Early 90s? Sorry. No? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> then the animated series was kind of like my bit where the big love of like superheroes comics like really got cemented
0: so comics were a sparse thing before the animated series for you yeah Uh, so it wasn't much of an influence you just became aware of superheroes exactly but that animated series just knocked you for a loop oh yeah
2: i mean it was so iconic it it just like i I remember rushing home to watch it and tape it on on tv like i would uh, i had like a two vcr setup where i was like Transferring one, you know, like taping it without with commercials, and then cutting the commercials out and copying <laughs> it over. It was insane.
0: Do you still have those tapes?
2: I do somewhere. Yeah, I drew like a little ro- <laughs> like a different Batman rogue on each tape. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, Really, really OCD <laughs> about my hey, home VHS. Do bio.
0: you uh, do you Facebook, Twitter, any of that? Yeah. What are your handles, real quick?
2: At uh, Hey Justin on Twitter, as well as at BTAS Podcast for right. my podcast, and then my name for facebook
0: so you must post pictures of your vcr drawings
1: yes i gotta yes, find them if you find you have them to. definitely gotta show us. i actually
2: <laughs> taped this is the saddest thing but also great to share uh, i taped over i think my mom had a video of my sister being born and i taped over that with a batman the animated series episode <laughs> wow she Probably doesn't know to this day. Oh no! And they're not gonna know that the the, the, the Batman (laughs) VHS don't work anymore. Nope. Let's hope it was a good episode. Yes. I was just gonna ask you
1: what episode that was. Anything
2: but I've got Batman in my basement. Yeah. Getting going for a real deep cut.
0: Explain that deep cut to me. <laughs>
2: uh, it's a really bad episode. At least in the my the animated opinion. series? I know. there are, There's rare bad ones. I think most of them are pretty damn good. Right. But that one, uh, it's it's like, I think it's the first Penguin episode. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's more of like a kid-oriented story. Yes. There's like a Fabergé egg and these, you know, Batman gets knocked out at some point and they have to take care of him in their basement.
0: Do you agree this, with this, Linda? This
1: story is kind of a long shot in a way. I don't think there are any bad animated episodes. By the way. Episodes. But,
0: London is a very big optimist when it comes to anything Batman. <laughs> so I
1: try to find the good in all of Batman's anything. So
0: so go on. Why? <laughs> why are you thinking this episode was good?
1: Well, I, I or don't. What think, did you
0: find good in it?
1: Well, I think any, especially with the with the kids in the episode, I think that was kind of interesting. But I guess just the long of it, just the kind of format was is a little long shot. I think but it it wasn't horrible
2: no i, I mean you get paul williams as the penguin so right. you can't go that wrong
1: right so but i understand <laughs> Well, I I definitely agree that Batman animated series is iconic and there are many reasons why. And it's nostalgic for for many people because that was one of, after the 66 show, the animated series was the next Batman that I watched. And that show got me into comics. It got me into my first series, Batman Nightfall, after I watched the episode Bane. Mm -hmm. And Bane is still my favorite villain, even though a lot of people don't like him. But I do. I think it's more just of the he holds a special place in my heart type of thing one of your
2: first bat villains that you connected with
1: exactly (laughs) or that i really loved reading him in the story with batman and it just kind of stuck with me and that definitely got me into comics um so the animated series i love all of the characters and just the fact that it is a cartoon and yet it goes into so many deep themes and and everything. And it's rare to kind of see that even today in cartoons. And I think that's one of the reasons why when I talk to people who follow the blog and the podcast, and they're like, there's never going to be another show like the animated series. I mean, you I mean, you you talk about the animated series on your podcast, of course, what are some of the major reasons why That show is still it still can hold to in today's viewers, but people who watch it for the first time today, it still is good just as it was in the 90s. I mean, do you think it's the creators, the characters? What, What are certain things that you're like, oh, this show has it that others maybe don't have in today's? recent shows
2: i think it's it's all the above it was kind of perfect timing Mm -hmm. Uh, at least that's what i've kind of discovered when talking to some of the people who made it uh it's like a show like that couldn't be made at many other times and i think there was like a a big creative push right to make a a really good batman show that was kind of open and free of restrictions Mm -hmm. but uh, i think the people making it were so excited to get their chance to like put their stamp on it Right. Uh, that they like they they make this like iconic version of Batman that's for me, the reason it holds up is because it's like every version of Batman that I like. There is, you know, that kind of dark iteration of him. It's kind of like that like Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams Eve kind of Batman. But mm-hmm. he's he's it's also campy. I think you forget how campy that show can get. Or at least I always remember it as being darker than it is. Mm-hmm. And it is much darker than other stuff. But right. I think because it has humorous moments, like There's something, it has, like, something for everyone, Uh, but also the voice acting is amazing. Uh, They defined the rogues in in ways that I feel like weren't always present beforehand, or they kind of fleshed out what was already there, and, like, that's where we got Harley Quinn, that's where we got the version of Mr. Freeze that wasn't kind of just an ice pun dude. Right. Uh,
1: (laughs) We wrote him as more of a gimmick. It made him sympathetic, rogue in a sense.
2: Yeah, I think they really just. It, it was like using Batman's rogues as a way of defining Batman, and I thought that was really cool. And I think that. I mean, they, they were more like human psychological stories, but couched in 20 minutes, which is kind of insane. Uh, I rambled.
0: No, <laughs> no, no. That's thats, <laughs> that's what uh, probably started you podcasting, because they exactly rambled. It.
1: Right. So you decided to focus your podcast on this show. Um, I mean, where did that come from? Did you just decide this is what I wanna talk about? And you have amazing guests that come on the show. Um, I mean, how did it all kind of start?
2: I talk about it so much with like just a core group of friends. Uh, I grew up, like I feel like- Where'd you grow up, by the way? I grew up in Los Angeles so I, I never left this, this fair city. Yes, <laughs>
0: what part of town?
2: Uh, I grew up in the Valley, Valley Village. I know
0: Valley Village. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend that lived there.
2: Cool, so, yeah. you know, that uh, was right around there. And yeah. then uh, I went to film school at USC, and then I moved to the other side of town afterwards. So I had never left, but uh, I, I was really into really into the animated series, and w- I, I sat around on the internet a lot, as, as most like as it was like starting to form Mm -hmm. and so like i would hang out in these these forums and like just type reviews of batman episodes and like that's how i connected with people and you know like researched all the action figures that were coming out i was a huge toy collector and that like also was what got me into it um so i think like i was like wait i know so much more about this than (laughs) like anything else and this i feel like at this moment like People who grew up on the animated series are now mostly adults, Uh, or, you know, like anybody who could have been a kid is now an adult. Uh, So it feels like now is a a moment where, you know, that nostalgia is hitting peak. Definitely. Peak podcast levels, podcast worthy (laughs) levels. And uh, I also, I really wanted to meet the people who worked on the show, and it felt like a good excuse to be able to reach out and, talk to them and and find out how the show was made and glean any details that I could and share that with people because I feel like if you are a fan of the series you're you're generally pretty obsessive about it right uh, so <laughs> I, I people tuning in to the podcast it's so it, it's very niche but I feel like the people who enjoy it yeah. really enjoy it
0: so it is niche I mean it's uh you are talking about one particular Batman and yes we are talking here on this show about all kinds of Batman. Right. I mean, it's the. It, so for you to just focus on one area, it's pretty impressive. And it does actually prove that you are able to ramble very well. I mean, I'm impressed <laughs> that you could continue to go on and on. And I'm, I mean, so you've got 28 episodes right now. Is that right?
2: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah. So are you going every week? Every
2: two weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I kind of built a format around it where I talked to a, a fan of the show. So you know, just anybody who, who likes it uh, about a particular episode they like and then somebody who worked on that episode in some capacity. So it might be a voice actor or a writer or a storyboard artist or a director uh, or, you know, so, I mean, and sometimes it's a very, like, small part. Like Maurice LaMarche, who is, you know, an amazing voice actor. He, like, voiced the brain on Pinky and the Brain and he's, you know, a big part of Futurama and was, like, Egon in the Ghostbusters cartoon. And he has, like... He plays a thug in one episode, right? But while he was doing Pinky in the Brain, he was like, he's a huge Batman fan. He's a big nerd. And he was like, I want to do this show. I'm in the same building. <laughs> I'll play the Joker's goon. And they were like, okay, sure. You're the Joker's goon in this episode. Wow, and so That's he's awesome. such a small part, but it's cool to like see how he fit like fit into it. And oh yeah, all right. those types of people, even if they're not huge yeah, parts of the series. Because every
1: voice is important to the show as a whole. Yeah. So. <laughs> so how do you track them down?
2: Honestly, it's a mixture of. I think it helped. I work in animation a little bit, so I, I work over at like where the robot chicken. Guys make stuff. So, uh, my first episode was with Seth Green, and he he plays a small character in one episode. Uh, And, you know, he he was a kid at the time. So, he barely remembered it. He was like, Yeah, it was really cool (laughs) to be a part of it. But, you know, I was asking him questions about it like he would remember 20 years ago, like instantly. Uh, But I think that helped bring other people on board. And some of it's a pretty good start. Yeah. Twitter, honestly, has been really helpful reaching out to people. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people haven't gotten the opportunity to kind of share their stories. Like, I don't know how many people have reached out to Dan Reba, but he's an amazing director and he's he worked on all of those series through Justice League. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's just you're the first person to ask them and they have these amazing, amazing stories and they're excited to share them.
0: And then how do you figure out who the, um, not the talents or the people who worked on the show, but just the fans, how, how do they come about?
2: Uh, honestly, they're usually friends. Uh, so like, you know, friends in comedy, uh, I do comedy outside of Batman podcasting, but, uh, or sometimes, you know, people like I meet people through different things like podcasts or like somebody reaches out and they're like, Hey, I really like the show. I would love to do it, and you know we have friends of friends, and it kind of happens.
0: So, if there's a listener right now wanting to be on the show, that could happen.
2: I would say maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. all, the hard part is like there's a. I have a document with like 70 people. Oh my! I uh, see. But you know, it, it also doesn't. The order only hinges on who. What episode do you want to do? because then I track down somebody who worked on the episode, so depending on how easy it is to find that uh, person I see. right it uh, has
1: to kind of line up. How, how's your of
0: list us. of talent that or people worked on the show? Do you got 70 people want to be on it from that? Or well, like are you struggling? Are you like scrambling to get them for that you know, because it's a two-week period?
2: It's a mix of, sometimes it's a scramble and sometimes I've got them banked. Uh, so depending on how much other stuff is going on outside of the podcast, uh, it can be crazy. But then sometimes, you know, I, I, I'll talk to a writer and they have so much stuff to say that I'm like, we can talk about two episodes, break that up for two guests. Um, yeah. It,
0: it Seems like your biggest guest was Paul Dini, right?
2: He's amazing. Yeah, he's been on the show a few times. He's the nicest guy. Uh, He's been nothing but the coolest and willing to talk about pretty much any episode that he worked on. How many episodes
0: had he worked on?
1: I don't know the exact number. I don't know the exact number. Is it
0: more than 10?
2: Yeah.
1: For sure. But his episodes are some of the most memorable, I would say. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all of them are, but he's done some amazing work with this series. Yeah, so. he's
2: got a real knack for balancing like those, the, the darkest, most tragic backgrounds with the kind of lighter episodes as well. Or like even in the, I don't know, there's one called Over the Edge, which is kind of a, spoiler alert, dream episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's all about, you know, Batgirl <laughs> dies uh, in the episode. But there's, you know, this one scene where it's basically once, once you know, the world finds out Bruce Wayne is Batman. Gordon's on a hunt to kill him because he, you know, blames Barbara's death on him, and so all the rogues are trying to get a piece of the money. You know, like hire a lawyer to defend them and milk Bruce Wayne for all he's worth. And there's a great comedic scene in the middle of like a really grim episode, but uh, Dini pulls it off. He's so good.
0: Mm. So what's that like to have him? On? I mean, is it? Is he? Is he a guy who knows the lore of all of Batman, or is he just the animator? You know, how does he fit into the whole Batman world?
2: Uh, In my experience,
0: he's pretty, I mean, he he knows
2: Batman. He loves Batman. I think he was a huge fan growing up. Uh, So I think he's got a pretty extensive knowledge of the comics. I know he incorporated some of the stories into his episodes, like, the Laughing Fish episode is kind of a combination of Joker stories mixed with his own story. Uh, So he's like a Batman fan who's also a great writer in his own right and kind of combines all of that. But I think at this point he's become like one of the great Batman writers.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I read that his own personal experiences or friends that he's known and things and the life stories that he's gone through, he put some of that into the episodes too. And which I think is one of the reasons why those episodes are so great because it's a little bit personal, but it's, it's real for him. He can make these characters more than just cartoon characters. Yeah. They actually have depth to them because some of the things happen in real life, which I think makes these stories even better. He's got
2: a graphic novel coming out that yes. it, I, it looks so, I'm so excited to read it. Uh, it's it's like about his real life. Yeah, he something... talked about
1: it this past WonderCon. He was on a panel talking about it and it sounds great. Yeah, it's coming out this summer. I think June is mm-hmm. supposed to come out. Yeah, it should be really great. I, th- I know everyone's excited because anytime he puts out any graphic novel or anything Batman, everyone is just really excited for it so i can't he's wait. so
2: good <laughs> he's just good
1: yeah um and i know that you talked about i've i've listened to your podcast and my personal favorite episode is perchance to dream and at first i wanted to make this whole show just about perchance to dream i'm like i won't be selfish but i did want to talk about a particular episode which is actually a Paul Dini episode and in general the Batman rogues because you kind of touched upon it earlier when uh, we were talking about the Batman characters that his rogues gallery is probably the most memorable in the show. I mean you can think about the Batmobile, you can think about the Batcave, you can think about different characters but Think his, about the
0: Batarang. The Batarang. love
1: thinking about that Batarang right now. <laughs> but his the villains they i think each of them in a different way shape the the type of hero and character that batman is in the show and one of the best episodes that represents his rogues gallery has almost got him. yeah i would i would think (laughs) because it has i think in this one besides the episode trial i think the most villains in one episode but you get a little piece of each character you get to kind of spend a little bit of time with them and all of those characters kind of illustrate their little battles with batman and even though they, so each character tells their how they almost killed Batman story. And then in the end, of course, Batman is the winner. He apprehends them in some way. But it kind of just reflects on just the diversity of the cast, of a, such a big ensemble cast. Like, no one really gets lost in the show. So everyone, whether they have their own single episode or some villains are together, they each show off their different personas and characters. Um so for you personally before we really get into the episode, do you have a favorite rogue or a rogue that you feel like is Batman's like best I guess person to be on screen with?
2: That is such a difficult question for me. <laughs> I think it shifts from moment to moment. Like mm-hmm. I'll be watching like a Clayface episode and I'm like Clayface is the best villain. And it's like, who is it, like the guy that looked, you know, the big muddy dude right is the one that you're like, it's like, he's not the Joker, but they did such a good job with him on the show. I mean, obviously the Joker, especially in mm. that series, Mark Hamill kind of redefined the character or just like gave it a voice that right. felt true that I hear in my head when I read Batman yes, comics now. me
1: too. <laughs> That's the voice I hear when I read Joker in any comic Yeah. Movie. He's incredible.
2: Just... He's scary and funny.
1: <laughs> Which is what the Joker should be.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I love the Joker. I love I love Mr. Freeze. That as a kid, I think Mr. Freeze was my favorite. And I think it was because he was this like tragic villain with a really cool gimmick. Like those two <laughs> things put together. I was like right. he freezes things. That's legitimately cool. <laughs> I guess pun intended. <laughs> and but he also, you know, had a like an empathetic backstory. Yes, uh, he wasn't just trying to, you know, rob people or take over the city or you know what have you. He he was, was about the loss of his wife. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really like a lot of them. I love Two Face. I like the relationship to Bruce. Yes, I think that really brings a lot out of Batman. I think that's cool when we get to see Batman struggling to be empathetic. Uh, with somebody who's deranged, man, there's there's so many. <laughs> I love the Mad Hatter. He's goofy and
1: sad. <laughs> what a goofy, sad man. Yeah. <laughs> But just the fact that it's hard for you to choose which one just shows how all the characters are so crazy. Yes,
2: I, you could let me do that for two hours <laughs> and I would just keep going.
1: <laughs> no, I I definitely agree. And even when we look in um, Almost Got Him and we see Poison Ivy, we see Two-Face, we see Killer Croc, kind of. <laughs> you see Penguin you see Joker. And just those characters just in the first part of that show, they each show their their different strengths and their weaknesses. Like Poison Ivy, she fills up pumpkins with her poisonous gas on Halloween and Which she
2: calls poison ivy gas in right that
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Batman goes to the pumpkin patch and then he's like taken down a little bit by the poisonous gas and she wants to unmask him but then awesomely the Batmobile like he has a remote control and it like almost runs her over and then he gets like this oxygen mask and so I always love that the Batmobile literally like tries to mow her down and she has to climb up that pole she means
2: up that pole yeah. like an animatronic in the Jungle Cruise. Like, it's insane. Like, those explorers who are, yeah. like, just holding on for dear life. Uh, it's, it's, she's much more physically agile than I thought. Right. Uh, also, cool Halloween costume she decided exactly. to wear. It's, like, a weird change of costume just because it's Halloween. She, like, gets kind of hobgoblin-y. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that was like their excuse to have a pumpkin bomb in a DC universe thing. Right.
1: And what I love now is that DC Collectibles is putting out a statue from that episode. It's her holding the pumpkins and like having her pumpkins at her feet. It looks awesome. They're making
2: everything (laughs) I want to buy, (laughs) Uh, which is, it's dangerous. (laughs) But... I, this is what I wanted. Right. It's
0: all coming true. <laughs> it's
2: all happening, and now I will need shelf space for it, and <laughs> to look like a normal human being. Yeah. But I don't know if we pull that yeah, off. Yeah, it's
0: not gonna happen. Nope.
1: Uh, that's why I can't. I can't collect like collectibles like that because I'll go broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's already hard, like collecting comics, from time to time. But it's like with statues. There's so many amazing statues by different artists. I'm like, oh, I would love that. And some I do have, but just keep collecting them. I don't. I don't know if I could just do it because my yeah. wallet would cry like all the time. You know, the hardest thing is
0: when it keeps coming out, you just want you buy it or you wanna buy it. Yes. And then you accumulate. I'm going through this right now where I'm trying to eliminate stuff from my life. <laughs> yes. And I have to focus on what I really want, but I've bought so much over my time that it's 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 mind boggling. I I just I can't even figure out so I've I've had to figure out what I'm giving away what I'm selling and what I'm keeping.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going through the same process. Are you? Well, because sometimes you can't sell it for enough to like justify, like right. you care about it. You're like, I'd rather give this to a good home where somebody will appreciate it. <laughs> I actually right. gave
0: away probably 40 to 50 graphic novels <laughs> or trade paperbacks, whatever you want to call them, because I'm, first of all, I'm getting rid of stuff. But it was to a, a young girl who is 13 years old, and she loves superhero comics. And <laughs> I was like, this is the perfect thing to get. She's a family friend, and she just she, every time she comes over to the house and the family's over there, she always wants to get into my mind about what comics were you reading when you were my age and this and that. <laughs> and so when she came over this time with her family, I said, I got a present. These are all yours. Do what you want. I hope they find a nice home. And she was she. I mean, that's all she did. Me and her family and her, you know, mom and dad. We're talking. We're having dinner. She doesn't want to come and eat dinner. She wants to read all the comics. So, wow. you know, I found a good home.
1: Yes, that's, that's so cool. That's,
0: yeah, and that's what I'm doing now. So I, I agree with you, Justin. I mean, you just sometimes it's why you loved it the money who cares it's it's really about that joy and if you can inspire some the next london you know to do your own podcast i mean or you know it's it's what you want to do and um yeah anyway so i'm going through this where i'm now finding what do i really want and with batman i can imagine for you guys it's There's, well, London. It's I, I don't even know how you deal comes with out it.
1: Almost every week it feels but like. But Justin, it seems like you've
0: actually narrowed it down to I can only get Batman animated stuff.
1: I think
2: that yes, uh, but even then I'm like I'm only getting the new action figures mm-hmm. they're making. I'm not getting any of the statues. I'm not getting any of the, anything else. Uh, but I went. The
1: action figures are awesome. There like,
2: are tons of them.
1: It's <laughs> like amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, I basically, so. <laughs> I ended up directing a commercial for them, for the action figures. And part of that was like, not so secretly, I was like, hey, and maybe we can keep them afterwards, <laughs> right? Uh, great, great, cool. And you got them? Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> that was That's half the, the reason. To to do- I mean, also, they were <laughs> super nice, and it was like a dream to like work on anything tangentially related to the series. Because we got to go through like all of the original like art to look at the designs of Gotham mm. and like wow. give it to the builders to like build you know the wharf based off of these episodes and kind of create so cool. a 3D space <laughs> yeah and it was just like basically being a big kid because uh, we were just standing in the middle of like a set as big as well nobody uh, in the podcast audience can see but I'm holding my arms out <laughs> uh, as big as this room but it was kind of crazy that is amazing that you
0: got all how many toys do you get for
2: that i mean i think at the time it was like they had 12 or 15 figures out they, they weren't out in stores so a mm-hmm. lot of them were prototypes but they are now all out okay. but it was like we had like duplicates
1: of them because
2: they just you know just in case they hey, broke
0: <laughs> gotta play do you
1: have a favorite collectible action figure Statue from that's animated series base, like one that's hmm. just like this is my the
0: favorite. one you're keeping. Yes, that the you're one not you will keep, away. you will
1: not give oh, away. Oh, I'm not giving away any of the
0: animated <laughs> series. Uh,
2: as a kid, I really loved the Mr. Freeze figure, he had a little squirt backpack and he was shooting an icicle out. Uh, but now, I really, I mean, they, they've made, I, I'm They've made so many of the specific figures. I'm excited about, there's a Christmas with the Joker action figure coming yes, out.
1: Yes, that is coming out. I saw Episode that. Episode
2: specific with a weird hand puppet and like a Charlie <laughs> Brown Christmas tree. Like it's insane how specific they're getting. Uh, and they know people will buy them.
1: Yes. And that is for this audience, for the ones who are just dedicated to loving this series. because. Yeah. Who else would know what that means? No, yeah, <laughs> like that's it's kind of random if you're anyone. Like, why is it Christmas with the Joker? Yeah. But oh, the for...
2: Joker's in a sweater vest. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. But that's that's great for us. Oh yeah, uh, legitimately, <laughs>
2: I'm like, yes, great. Keep him going. Uh, you know, give me Harvey Dent, but with bandages on his face. Uh... Give me the Man Bat's wife, Francine. Like.
1: <laughs> uh... Those are awesome. Okay. The Man Bat's
0: wife, Francine. <laughs> Francine that Langstrom, is deep, baby. my man. You are
2: all in. I'm all in the animated series. Yeah. I can tell you about that. If you ask me about most Batman comics,
1: I'll be like, Oh, oh
0: no, we're not. We're not. We're staying animated. No, this is this animated
1: series. Right. The yes, this is this is the theme. If I was selfish, I would talk about animated series all the time. And I know in a lot of episodes, I randomly talk about it just because it just comes up. But I I understand why you talk about it because it's just you can go into it so much. And we had another guest on the show that analyzes animated series episodes, which is so it's just from the Arkham sessions. Yes, yes. We had her on here. She's awesome. Yeah, we had her on here. She she is awesome. I don't
2: know her personally, but I was like, she's no, those shows are great. Yeah, podcast. Yeah,
1: she's amazing. But there's just so much you can go into in this show. But yes, we were talking about Batman Rogues, and Poison Ivy was the first one to say her almost got him story with yes. the pumpkins, and but of course the Batmobile her down a little bit. Um, but I like her character in in the animated series, especially since you don't really see her before the animated series. You saw her a little bit in comics. You know, she came out in 1966, around almost when Barbara Gordon's Batgirl came out, and they wanted to create a female supervillain because they had Catwoman who was reoccurring in comics, but she kind of played the anti-hero. She was bad and a jewel thief, but then she wanted to help Batman and she flirted with them. And it was kind of in the middle. You didn't know if she was a good guy or a bad guy. And that's still kind of her role even in comics right now, mm-hmm. but they wanted to create a villain that was a woman especially in the whole female empowerment era and then they created Poison Ivy and she still is that seductive you know she's gorgeous but then she has these powers and she is a really great villain and can stand toe-to-toe with the guys and I think even in this you see that in her I mean she's seductive and she has She's immune to toxins and things like that, and you even get to see her in like her personal life, like you see it in Pretty Poison and House of Garden and in different episodes like that. And the animated series was a great platform to take her from comics to. Any other medium, because I always liked the Silver Age, like 66, like Carmen Infantino, Poison Ivy that was in the comics. And when I saw her on TV, it just transferred so just great. And even if people don't like the movie, I liked Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. I've always liked to see that character because I think people just think, oh, you know, she can control plants. But I think there's a little bit more to her. And the animated series definitely dived into her just her character Um, so I liked that she was part of this episode and that she had a lot of key episodes I think in the show where Batman can kind of get to know her too in a way and especially the relationship she had with Harvey Dent I always thought that was kind of cool because you didn't see it in comics that was like very new to just the show which I always thought was awesome. And you don't really see that in comics even after that. So that relationship, even though it was only short, it wasn't like for like an episode. But that was really cool to see that dynamic. And, of course, they kind of play with it in the episode. She says, we used to date Joker. And we were like, oh, okay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so I think she's a great rogue. And then next we see Two-Face, who just robbed two million dollars in what two dollar bills yeah. <laughs> and he has his 2 ton gang who like you know beat up Batman and then they tie him to this giant penny and then he has to flip and if it like his heads you know he's splatting and then the tails his bones break and then of course Batman gets two faces coin and cuts him the ropes and then escapes from the coin while
2: it's flipping right mid-air. while it's
1: flipping he unties himself and then you know
2: the definition of Batman in a situation. <laughs> exactly.
1: It's like, what other hero do you know just like can have? Even and he didn't even have his utility belt because Two Face took it away because he thought, oh, he can't do anything now. But of course, he took his coin because that's Batman.
2: <laughs> I think that wasn't that based on a comic. Uh, I think like that Two Face flashback or like not flat. You know, like his story in this is based on a like a classic Two Face story. I don't know which. But I love that they are like, yeah. able to work that in. Yeah,
1: they're especially in like the like late 40s, like 50s, even though you didn't see him a lot in the golden age comics. Like there, there's always stories where he has coins and then like dealing with the number two and all that stuff. And then they, what I like is they reference the penny pun- plunger, which is, is great because he gets to keep that giant penny in the bat cave. Like just Penguins, there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Penguin's like, oh yeah, they let him keep it as a trophy in the bat cave. And that's based off of the world's finest comic where there is there's a penny plunderer and all of his crimes were used pennies and he had a huge penny and after Batman and Robin like stopped him they got to keep the penny and that's the penny you always see in the Batcave so it's a little bit different origin for the giant penny but they made it its own and connected to Two-Face which I thought was great and like you said earlier Batman and Two-Face's relationship is very personal because Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent they were friends. Friends before you know harvey turned into two-face and that those episodes two-face part one and part two are one of are like my favorite some of my favorite episodes i loved that they really looked into big bad Harve and him struggling with his like almost split personality and after he was scarred kind of Kind of like running away from his his girlfriend and his life and everything, and it was a big struggle and then all through that, you see Batman struggling and saying i could have saved him i could have helped him and it all goes back to him thinking he could have saved his parents he could have helped his parents mm-hmm. and all of the tragic things that's happened in his life he's so, he has so much guilt over so much i feel like he carries so much weight with that and i think that's probably one of the reasons why he feels like he has to be a crime fighter he has to stop this so 2 Face definitely And him being that deep of a character, that only happened recently before this episode because the episode came out in 92. That's when the show started. And even in 1990 that's when the Batman annual comic came out. Andrew Helfer, he did the Two-Face story and kind of made him less of a gimmick character, like, oh, just he loves the number two and things like that, to where he was dealing with depression and bipolar disorder. And it kind of built up to him becoming Two-Face and him just it being more than just what's on the outside, but he was really scarred on the inside. And I think the show kind of brought that comic and that new look into two-face to to animation and and i think from now i think forward in all media and video games and comics they use that same type of two-face that you see in the show so he's one of my favorite batman villains i don't know if he is my favorite i think i'm on your thing where I can't really choose the exact one. I have a personal one. It's Bane. But there's so many villains. And I think they all represent the t- like kind of mirror with Batman in some way or show. Like how Batman deals with them in the series. So, yeah, those two so far. We have Poison Ivy. We have Two-Face. And then we randomly have Killer Croc which, you know, spoiler, I suppose that killer croc in the episode isn't killer croc. It's it's Batman disguised. Batman does a
2: great killer he croc. He does impression. do a great killer it's croc. He's really good.
1: I mean, he fooled them for a while, right? So that's Maybe
2: played <laughs> maybe leaned into the dumb a little bit. But it's like one of the funniest <laughs> moments in the episode is like he's about to share his story and then it's like so there I was and I threw a rock at him. <laughs> And they're all just like, what are you talking about? And it was a big rock. (laughs) Which is like, weirdly, I feel like if you're a fan of the series, like that quote is like very popular. I don't know why.
1: It Uh, is. Anytime I share any of that, like on the page, everyone loves it. Because they're like, oh, that's my favorite, which is. not even Killer Croc. I know. (laughs) But it's funny. Yeah, definitely. So. And then in the the next part, I guess they move on from Killer Croc. And then they go to Penguin, which I've always been a fan of Penguin. I think he's a very underrated villain, even in the comics. You don't really see him a lot. And I think it's him and Mr. Freeze. You don't see a lot of them in the comics. And... We've talked about Mr. Freeze at least on in one of the episodes. We did a spotlight just talking about Freeze, and I think we decided ever since the episode "Heart of Ice," the Paul Dini and Bruce Tim episode, where they change his his background, his origin, and they make him that sympathetic rogue, that tragic character. I think a lot of creators don't really try to mess with almost perfection they may mention him in some comics but he doesn't really have huge story arcs even after the episode aired um and with penguin he i mean penguin's been around since the 50s he was a bill finger and bob King creation and he's just kind of like this high society gentleman, but then he tries to fool Batman and he does all these crimes. And some of them are with birds or they're bird related, I suppose. And I think all of them have their little gimmicks and their themes and things like that. But Penguin definitely sees himself above even the other rogues and above Batman. And he thinks he's just this kind of, everyone should be kind of bowing down to him. He kind of has that air about himself. And so kind of in a similar way to Riddler where he thinks he's brilliant and he's smarter than everyone else Penguin, he thinks that well he's like the high society criminal where he has his own goons and he has his own tricks and he thinks that he can outwit other people and of course his almost got him story deals with Batman at the zoo and he has the birds attack him and everything which is awesome and then of course Batman out of that.
2: Yeah, Batman uses a hummingbird and stabs it into a bird's right. leg. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> he fights a cassowary. I think that's when I learned yeah. what a cassowary was. I don't know what that is. Big <laughs> mean bird. Really? <laughs> kind of ostrich-like. Okay. Uh, Batman fights a big mean bird. cassowary right. yeah, okay. and then uses a hummingbird that was attacking him that had a poison tip beak and stabs the other bird, which ostensibly he could kill that
1: bird. Right, that is a possibility. The no kill policy. He does
0: grabbed <laughs> the hummingbird out of the air.
2: Uh, he had already some. I think like he hit the sprinklers, and sprinklers makes make hummingbirds fall, <laughs> according to the logic of the episode. And so he grabbed it like it was like a needle, and he just stabbed. Nice. It. Uh yeah. And then
1: of course Penguin always gets away. He like flew away with like his umbrella that was like a little where did like where
2: the umbrellas uh, come from? Where did that why is that a thing? I yeah. love
1: it, but I don't know why that's
0: uh, it matches the spats. Ah.
1: <laughs>
0: there we go. <laughs> I don't know. It I mean.
1: depends on the origin story. Sometimes he had... well one of i think the one of the first origin stories was that he was really sickly as a child and so his mother always gave him an umbrella to block from like the rain and the cold oh i see so that's like one thing and then other times he just had an umbrella (laughs) but yeah I like I like actually giving a reason why he had the umbrella so like ever since he was a child then he had a love for birds when he was a child too so though he kind of just grew up with those and then and then of course the kids made fun of him for loving birds and looking kind of weird and holding the umbrellas and of course he used his love of birds and the umbrella for his you know Spots of being bad because turn your pain into
2: uh, your
1: weapon. Exactly, (laughs) the villain's demo. (laughs) Exactly, and I guess
2: Batman's.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Then what makes you fall on the side of good or bad? I guess if you've got a huge amount of wealth, (laughs) you're afford to be good. It's okay.
3: At the end of the day, you can
2: kick those feet up in those nice slippers in front of the enormous fireplace. There you
0: go. (laughs) You can afford to be good. Yeah, I mean that's really what it boils down to, right?
2: (laughs) I was reading this uh, this book recently that's like kind of like a by uh, the guy who he he reviews comics for NPR, Mm -hmm. uh, and he was going into like you know Batman's you know superpower so to speak, or like why we relate to him because he's an everyman. But he was talking about uh, it's like we always we never acknowledge that he's. Rich and that makes him very unattainable. <laughs> like he's not like the rest of us. It's the well, Trump yeah.
0: phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. uh, he speaks his mind. He cares about us. He's just like one of us, except he's not. Batman equals Trump. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> there it is.
2: Bat Trump. Now
0: that would be a character. <laughs> I mean, how do you get the hair outside the mask?
2: <laughs> I think it just sits on top. He takes it. <laughs> and it just right, goes on it there. it just
1: sits there. It has a mind of its own on top of the cow. <laughs> but, okay. So, <laughs> so, yes. So, Penguin tells a story, and then yes. we're to Joker, right? Doesn't he kind of... Wrap it all right, up. Right. He's the best for last. And- right. And of course, his is a whole production. We have like a whole studio audience. He has like his own show. And then Batman is in like this electric chair. And of course, Harley introduces him. Mm-hmm. And which Harley is another rogue that, of course, was born from this show. I think she's probably one of the most memorable things that came out of the show, arguably, especially since she's so popular right now. Um, why do you think she's so popular? I always like to talk about that cuz she is a great character but then there are a lot of there's a lot of layers to her and some of them aren't the greatest and yet a lot of people or people who read comics who watch the show they just she's a fan favorite i mean what i mean just real quick what are your thoughts
2: i mean other than being like just a fun character like the design is appealing Mm -hmm. and i think arlene sorkin who did the voice for most of harley quinn's appearances up until recently uh she's it's such a good performance it's really endearing i think but she's also like the first relatable female villain or or it feels more relatable than the Mm -hmm. others like she's fallible and goofy and funny and you know kind of sweet but still strong and i think that is something that people probably latch on to uh it's not only like a i feel like a lot of female villains are like all sex appeal like mm-hmm. it was like you know this is what they're built for to like satisfy like a male <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like harley certainly fits in that box sometimes but yeah. i think she breaks out of it because she's yeah down to do whatever and she she's one of the only people that can defy the joker even if she is kind of in an abusive relationship definitely in an abusive relationship with yeah. him yeah. there are moments where she trumps him and she's the only one who bests him uh, and so there's something empowering about that and i think it just makes her cool right and that's uh,
1: probably one of the reasons why joker keeps her around when he feels like it yeah because <laughs> i don't think he is really matched or someone is kind of matched with him on that level or would even put up with the things that he does or the schemes or anything so that that match i mean they seem like they're a match made even though it's a little a lot chaotic oh yes I <laughs> <laughs> but yes and of course joker is he's probably the most favored villain in the series arguably because of the voice casting and just the character. And like you said, he redefined that character even shortly after, after Jack Nicholson's performance in Burton's Batman. The popularity of Joker was high. And so, of course, that going into the animated series just made it even greater. And Now, even we're up to our fourth live action Joker with Jared Leto, it's still like Mark Hamill is still like the Joker to a lot of people. Right. Everybody's in the shadow of Mark Hamill. It is, Uh, even though, and it's animation. I mean, he hasn't done, he's not doing anything live action. I mean, he's doing the Killing Joke animated feature, which I'm very excited about. Did did you get into those movies? (laughs) I've watched
2: some of them. Uh, You know, I've fallen off. I'm excited about Killing Joke because it is, you know, crossover voice cast. Um, I think I get less excited about the the graphic novels being turned into cartoons, mm. only because I, I I really love seeing original stories. I, it never feels like it beats. It's a nice companion to mm. reading it, but I always feel like the comic is better. They always, you know, there's something about the medium that it's like meant for that. Yeah. But I think it's cool. I bet it, it's like a great introduction for people who maybe have never read it, and then they'll right. go and read it and. I think that's awesome, and like this is the best version of it you could get made by the people who like I think did some of the best Batman stuff. So why not like have right. them tackle it? So yeah,
1: definitely, I mean, Killing Joke is my favorite Batman graphic novel. It's so good. It it's,
2: <laughs> it's really dark and twisted, and yes. And so I up. didn't
1: think that it would even become not even like animated film. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. But I am excited that they're going to add an extra, like, a prequel story for Batgirl. and I heard about that. Right, to make, and it was to make the movie longer, because I guess the book by itself, it would not made a full, like, featured film. So they're adding more Batgirl to it, since in The Killing Joke, you don't really see Batgirl, you see Barbara Gordon.
2: Yeah, it's all about Batgirl, too. Right. Exactly,
1: I mean, and the impact that that book had on the character, it's important to show who Batgirl is before the tragic event, so... It, it'll it have a little bit of originality, but it looks very similar to the book, like the scenes and just even the dialogue. It's just like like they're reading the comic, which is exciting. But I agree, nothing beats the source material. Yeah, that Brian Holland <laughs> art is just oh, something else. Oh, it's amazing. Else. Yes. <laughs> Real great. Right. So, yes, I definitely think animated Joker, I think, is bests like the live action Jokers and I'm sure people will be like no cause Heath Ledger and Caesar Romero, and all that I'm sure but for a lot of people especially who enjoy the animated series I mean Mark Hamill's Joker or that Joker is their idea of Joker and like you said when you read comics and you read Joker that voice is probably in your head oh yeah and I'm sure
2: <laughs> even like kids who play kids these days yeah. who play uh, <laughs> but you know like all the Arkham games are basically you know Hamill was the Joker in two of them, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, so like their introduction is kind of to end Kevin Conroy. Like so, right. it's like they're like reestablishing these voices that they'll hear when they read
1: the exactly. comics. Exactly. So I think cool. that's why when there are other people voicing these characters, it's like, oh, well, it's good, but it's just not the same. We're not what we're used to, but it's okay. I mean, some people don't like change, but you have to embrace all of the different evolutions of these characters. It yeah, just makes Batman it more
2: has fun. been so different <laughs> across so many years. <laughs> yeah. yes I have many <laughs> versions of him that I like.
1: And that's and why we have this show cuz there's <laughs> so many versions of Batman over 77 years now. He that's turned insane. he turned 77 mm. on the March 30th, which was not too long ago. So, yeah, it's crazy. Happy belated Batman. There yes. you go. <laughs> so,
0: how many Batman animated uh series episodes are there?
2: I believe total they're like a hundred and eight or nine or maybe you know hundred and ten some, somewhere okay. around there yeah, including like the a new little Batman over Adventures. Yeah.
0: So is your plan, Justin, to hit every episode? That is the
2: plan. Nice. It's a long, it's a long road. <laughs> At least a few years. That's pretty awesome. Hitting no. those and hopefully, I mean. Review. There are a few movies in there. Like Mask, oh. of the <gasps> Mask of the Phantasm. We talked Fantasma. about that with Kevin Conroy, which is oh, awesome, wow. <laughs> in an episode. He was. <laughs> it was I was just like, ah, you sound like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know.
0: <laughs> I am.
2: I mean, he was very willing to say that. He did the I am vengeance, I am the night, I am Batman. I was like, great, cool, we're done. Yeah.
0: Uh, That's probably like the dream. That's the pinnacle, man.
2: Him and Mark Hamill. I would love. Love to talk to Mark Hamill.
0: Do you think that'll happen? Busy
2: with a little movie, what? franchise. <laughs> uh, come on. Yeah. Mark. Come on, Mark. Get on <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: this, is, this is his real career.
2: It is, is I feel
3: what like he's really was. known for. It was until they.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
2: Star Wars didn't come back. I feel like he. Yeah, this, this was. was like.
0: This I was his thing.
2: Yeah. Because my uncle was like huge huge star wars fan Mm -hmm. so he introduced me to star wars and i introduced him to batman the animated series and so we both connected over the mark hamill he was like okay mark hamill's a part of it all right okay
0: i respect it yeah all right watch a cartoon
2: whoa
3: (laughs) (laughs) and
0: mark hamill did i mean for most of i mean no i can't say most but i remember even appearances he would make at conventions, and it's the voice of the Joker. Yes, I mean, obviously, Luke Skywalker is a big part of that, but <laughs> the Joker's voice really seems to have hit a nerve with people. Yeah, and become a big part of his career. So, so you are gonna ha- hopefully get him on the show. I mean, I
2: would love to one day. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if it's possible.
0: Does he does he tweet?
2: He does tweet uh he is in Just one not at right you now. right now, not at me, yeah. <laughs> not tweeting at me mark yeah. uh Mark is not tweeting at me uh, <laughs> one day we'll tweet back and forth,
0: well, what we gotta <laughs> do is you gotta bring him a meltdown. We'll do a history <laughs> of the Batman hour with Mark Hamill. <laughs> And then you get to use the yeah, studio. Yeah, give him a recommendation. Oh no, no, it. you're going to be here. You're going to follow up, do the recording okay, right here. It's yes. going to happen. Yes, I'm just, and we
1: could just kill two birds with one stone. And I'm just, visualizing
0: it right now.
2: <laughs> get him here. Yeah, yes. and then he gets
0: to open up cards with uh, with Jeff. <laughs> He just does every podcast. (laughs) Back to
2: back to back to back. We
0: don't have to tell everyone that he's tied to a chair. Keep going, and if you say one word about this. Make that Joker voice again, buddy. Or you're
1: not getting out. (laughs) It's
0: not possible, but whatever. We can dream. Well.
1: Hopefully. So you've
0: got the dream channels. to hit every show.
1: Yeah. Every which sh- is awesome.
2: Yeah, I'd love to talk about the video there are some video games involved. Yeah. That there's so there's fun fun side side tangents in that universe too. Mm. But there's I have a lot of people like really want me to talk about the other DC shows too, which I love, like those cartoons in the same universe. But I'm like, this is there's enough. Here right. for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah. So maybe you drop a special episode for Yeah,
2: a little Batman Beyond, a little Superman yeah. here and there. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's I'd, I would love that.
0: You're a busy man. What else do you do? You said you work in animation?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I work in animation, uh, writing, and voiceover, uh, and then otherwise comedy. I perform over uh, mostly over at UCB, do some improv uh there but done shows here as well a podcast another podcast uh some live shows so Sweet. yeah do, have
0: you performed live at meltdown?
2: Yeah. Oh not not at like
0: uh not at the meltdown. Not
2: at the meltdown. But I don't meltdown. do much stand up. Yeah, I've done I've done some sketch here. Okay. Like a little sketch melt and then my other podcast before you were funny. Huh? We do we did some live shows here.
0: Is that with nerdist? Uh, or it's
2: independ well, actually it's with feral audio. We okay. were independent for a while. We are with Farrell.
0: <laughs> and and your show right now is independent, right? Just
2: me. It's either in a, a booth that I get to use over at the uh in Burbank or it's in my house.
0: And so, so you'll have the guests come to the house or will they Sometimes yeah. Do oh, it nice. over, how do you do it over <laughs> the air? Uh Sometimes we d- we'll do it over the phone too.
2: Okay, but uh, it's nice to get them in my house and like yeah. uh, have them. Ch- they're <laughs> like, "Oh my God, the- you like Batman this much that so you have like some you know, some storyboards and stuff." And they'll get nostalgic because that was just a fun job for them. Right, <laughs> right. That's uh, awesome. And I'm like, "Yeah," and I get nostalgic because it was a uh, whole childhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right. all and over. I try not to creep them out.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> we'll have to listen. No, they sound like they love it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure they're.
0: Unless they're faking it for an hour. Well,
2: I mean, I tie them to a chair. Like, yeah,
1: okay, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. good at that.
0: Okay, so then we do have a chance to get Mark on the show. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because you have got your slip knots ready to go. We've got an elaborate kidnapping plan. There you go. We've got the League
2: of Assassins heading over to London right uh, now. Hey, let's bring him back. Bring him back. Bring him
0: back. So you're gonna do the show. You're working in animation. You're mm-hmm. a busy guy, man.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I, I like to keep busy.
0: Yeah, and so. How do the listeners get to this show? I mean, it's on iTunes, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, they can find it on iTunes. You look up Batman, the animated podcast, but uh, btaspodcast.com, on Twitter, at btaspodcast.
0: I already followed you during the show. Oh, what? You got another <laughs> follower, man. Yes! I live for the followers, <laughs> not for the comments or the fans. <laughs> I want the numbers. Yeah, let me ask you, do you have haters?
2: You know, I do have a few. <laughs> yeah. They're they're mostly people are very positive. Um, and no nobody seems to hate the Batman part of things, but there was there's sometimes cuz I have comedy buddies on the podcast, it was an excuse to like have them do characters and stuff. So there's a mix of like comedic stuff or fake commercials in the Batman universe, and sometimes people are very much like, "We're not here for comedy. We're here for Batman." And I'm like, Well, you're right, but you're not making this. Yeah, (laughs) You're actually Uh, here for whatever I'm talking about. A free podcast? Just fast forward. Yeah. Uh, So I'll get some emails that are like, Justin, really love the Batman stuff. Get rid of the other shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Did you write? Did you donate?
2: (laughs) Uh, Did I... No, no, to them. them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. did you contribute? Yeah, if you
0: don't vote, you don't get to say anything. (laughs) You know, it's the same concept.
2: It's kind of how it feels, but they're weirdly, they're aggressively polite. Yeah, (laughs) so that's good. And they seem to like the Batman stuff. So, Uh, so
0: how often do you experience? Like, what percentage is that?
2: Honestly, very small. I'd say like, yeah, like two percent. Like, it's really people are so positive, so nice, which is strange for the internet. But I think people love the show, right. And I think it really is like I'm just riding the coattails of a really good show, um, and they hear me being enthusiastic about it, and they're like, "Great, we are too. <laughs> right. And no. you're bringing us these interviews, so people seem to be happy.
0: Good, good. and you seem to be enjoying it still.
2: Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm meeting heroes, so it's kind of cool. Right.
1: What's your favorite episode? Do of you have the a- podcast? Yeah, of the podcast that you've done okay. so far, and of just the show, the animated series, do you have a particular like one that's like that stands out for you? Of the podcast, probably
2: I like them all. Talking to okay. Batman was cool, but there's the fourth episode where I talked to the voice director of the series, Andrea Romano. She's oh. incredible. Hmm. Just listen to it. she's amazing it's like a lesson in voiceover if you are interested in voiceover as well and she's like she is like as cool as batman she truly (laughs) is like she is a real life batman uh i took a workshop with her too outside of the podcast and i was like i learned so much from you (laughs) uh but of the series it's tough i I always default to the laughing fish Feel like it's a classic batman joker episode but it's you know it's Got some camp, but it's pretty dark and has some creepiness to it. I really like House and Garden, which is a Poison Ivy episode. Yeah, that's a good um, I think I like it because it's a very horror, kind of sci fi thing. There's is. like weird plant clones.
1: Right. And... They're like clone children that come. Like... Yeah, like pod people like coming <laughs> yeah. out of like little babies <laughs> being birthed out of pods. Right. And it's a mystery.
2: Uh, Over the Edge is great. I, there's so many. The Clayface two parter, Feet of Clay. Hmm so I basically I can't answer you well <laughs> what, you
0: did you gave us a good yeah. uh, list so how do you consume it do you have a, I mean you're not watching it on your old VHS tapes those awesome
1: I have VHS the DVDs with the drawings okay. of
0: I wish I, I, I don't know where they are you, you guys you have inspired those. me need to find those I
1: need to see them
0: yeah they're, I mean they're a really bad drawing of Two faces on the second one <laughs> but it's the love of it man yes. the fact that you did that I mean that's pretty awesome that is oh, awesome oh yeah
1: I,
2: I love I mean I guess the DVDs are how I watch it. They're on Amazon right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But So, you know, those are pretty much it. But I I prefer the DVDs just because I'm like, it's more fun and I bought these. so."
0: (laughs) So how often are you watching them?
2: You know at least a couple times a week at this point, and I've seen the show a lot. (laughs) Really? I've rewatched it, like, every episode in order in college. Uh, You know, I I was dating a girl, and I was like, you have to see this. This is part of who I am. (laughs) And she was down, luckily. Yeah. We watched every episode. But since then, I haven't rewatched them in order. I've just kind of watched them as I get guests and then every now and then just like kick back and I'm like today I watched Almost Got Him because I knew we'd be talking about right. it and I was like this is so well directed too like <laughs> you, they, you just see the villain's hands for the first five minutes dealing cards right. and you know who each one is it's like
1: how are you getting away with that in a kid's it's cartoon? it's like when Two-Face pours the half and half like and little things like that. Perfect. Right and Joker takes out the card out of his sleeve and yep. yeah.
2: It's just, Penguin's got some tea.
1: Yes yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Sounds like a nerd gas. Right uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to. So the girl, did she, um, that you were dating, that you made watch all the yeah. episodes? Did she thank you for that?
2: Uh, I don't know if she thanked me. She she was down though. She dressed up as Catwoman from the animated series for Halloween, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it's a dream come true." She made a Catwoman costume. Oh
0: my! It was awesome. Uh, for my, real?
2: Yeah. Current girlfriend. Doesn't like this animated yeah. series.
0: Does she like dressing up in bat or Catwoman <laughs> suits? Nope.
2: She definitely dressed up as She Ra uh, before, but I think she, she's less of like, she's more of like a John Waters, Pee Wee Herman kind of oh, fan. Okay. Her Batman is Adam West Batman. Oh, so like, nice. we connect on that. Hey, that Catwoman
0: was pretty sexy. Eartha Kitt is on.
2: my favorite nice. of those. I mean, all the Catwomen are great, but you know. She (laughs) was the coolest. She also was a great singer. That's pretty cool,
0: man, in college, having a girl dressed up as a Catwoman for you. I'm
2: goofy, like, dressed as Fozzie Bear, looking like an idiot. Now
0: that's another picture you have to post.
2: (laughs) That I can find. All right.
0: Tweet at us, man.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) London, any costumes to share? No. I don't have any
1: costumes to share.
0: You do have your bat man pin on though that's pretty cool oh yeah is that from the black and white
1: series it's the bat manga button which is it's cool there. and a cool bat watch <laughs> yes mason got this for me it's it ab- still works yeah it still Sorry, works mason. yeah <laughs> it's awesome it's purple, my favorite color. Good color. It's a, it's actually a batgirl watch. It even has the cute rhinestones. This is for children, by the way. But I have small wrists and it works, so I will wear it. <laughs> yeah, no shame if it fits. Yes, <laughs> if it fits. And it has like, a Batman symbol. Exactly. Yeah, you're that's set. That's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really own watches because I have a phone and I feel like why do I need a watch? Oh yeah, when they're I have purely aesthetic. <laughs> right? But they're fun. And so I'm like, oh, I can wear this. It's fine.
0: <laughs> All right, and now I know we're gonna review this next week week but I want to ask you Justin did you see Batman versus Superman?
1: I have not.
0: Mm.
2: Okay. I have tried twice. You tried? Uh I tried and <laughs> I it was fell sold asleep
3: out. I oh, okay.
0: It
2: was sold out the first time and I was kind of okay with that. <laughs> uh and that cuz I couldn't I the more people who saw it that I people who didn't quite enjoy it the less inclination I have to see it but I still I feel like I got to see it. Yeah. Uh, you host a Batman podcast you got to see the movie you with should batman see in. it yeah. just
1: because it's batman yeah just want to say i saw the newest film with batman i, I mean.
2: feel like i have very low expectations so it has to either be those expectations or better yeah at this right. point <laughs> yeah right. no
0: i uh, i agree with that i'm actually <laughs> gonna see it next next week next thursday i've already made plans next Thursday. i can't believe i decided to see it you know, a week from now, I probably should go sooner, but I keep trying
2: to plan it. And then I'm like, well,
1: something came up and okay. There you go. So Don't plan it. And then it'll just happen. Just yeah. So randomly. I will
0: actually, during our review, I'll have not seen
1: it. So should I wait to do the nah, review? We should, we should do the review.
0: So you guys are saving for
2: spoilers or just,
0: yeah, I think so. I think we wanted to let it digest a little bit. Yeah. Before this we might start be
1: a non-spoiler about... review. Just to respect those who haven't seen it Because there are people who haven't seen it yet. Some people wait like a month, two months after a movie Mm -hmm. comes out. And I don't want to ruin it for them. So it'll probably be non-spoiler. Might do a spoiler later on. But I know people have been asking me what I thought about the movie. Like, I'm going to save it for an episode so everyone can listen. So, (laughs) But you should see it. Just... Because you because love Batman, and it. I have seen it. I enjoyed it. Okay, that's good to hear. <laughs> I did. I know there are people who didn't, but then I do know people who are like, "Oh, I loved it." I
2: do know other people recently. I've talked to some people who have liked it, uh, or at least like said, "Like, yeah, it's a popcorn movie at worst." You know, like right. it has Batman and Superman fighting in it. If you like superheroes generally, go see it. Yeah, and right. I've
1: heard that even people who didn't like the film as a whole, they did like Ben Affleck's Batman.
2: I never had a problem with him. I'm okay with him as a Batman. I, I feel like I'm like, yeah, he could be a good Batman.
0: Uh, yeah, he he definitely would definitely be a better Batman than he was a Daredevil. <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
1: Yes, this, this is true.
0: Especially <laughs> after seeing the most recent Daredevil.
1: Ah, uh, nice. He is a huge Daredevil fan. That is his. That's mine. Yes, that is his life.
0: Uh, I have that. I have a podcast all by myself <laughs> with no microphone about Daredevil, so. Daredevilin, yeah,
2: <laughs> daredevilin without a mic.
0: There you go. Murdoch's <laughs> got no sight. It's all I got in no my mic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I think we've said it all. Thank you for having me. Hey, well, man.
1: yes. Thank you for talking about almost got him. Awesome yep. episode and the villains, which there are so many we didn't really get into, but I think that just shows that all of the rogues really define this show in a really cool way. Yeah. Yeah, and you get to, and we discover villains that were kind of buried in comics or not even talked about, and then they came to life again through this show. Which we should definitely thank the show's creators for that. Like Mister Freeze is probably the best example. Like you said, um, he, we didn't see him, and then they Heart of Ice changed everything, and now he's one of the most popular characters all because of that episode. So, yes, Batman Rogues are definitely highlight of the series for sure.
0: And also exciting is that, London, you're going to appear on Justin's podcast. Yes. Yes. So what's that going to be about?
2: I don't know yet. I know, but... We have to figure out the episode and then go from there. Yes.
1: Well,
0: what do you think? I mean, how how does that work, (laughs) Justin?
1: Honestly. I know. You have a nice format with your fans and the guests, so I don't know how I fit in there. (laughs) You throw out some
2: (laughs) episodes that you like. Okay. And if somebody hasn't called dibs on it... And I, thats pretty much it. <laughs> okay. And I'll try to find you a guest, and then as soon as I find a guest, then we do it. Awesome. And if not, right. some people are like, "I'm down for any episode." So there's that, and that usually goes faster. But it's—it, you know, you never know. Is there okay. a favorite episode, London, or an
0: yeah. lo- episode that you want to talk about?
1: I mean, I do have favorite episodes. I'm pretty. What do you sure. want to
0: talk about? Not maybe not your favorite, but what do you want to talk about? Uh,
1: wow. Um. Well, of course, my favorite is Perchance to Dream. But I am really is, am cool with any episode. I mean, I, I'm very flexible. I love all the episodes. I watch them. I am a huge Harley fan. I do like her in this show. She's my... Her, this Harley Quinn is my favorite Harley Quinn out of all the interpretations. I love the comics and, and the video games and all that. But I, I do love her episodes like, you know, Harley's Holiday and all of those and Harley Quinade and those are fun. Um, I do like... Dick Grayson in this series. I do like the Robins Reckoning and those when he's actually in it because I like the dynamic between Batman and and Dick. And I'm a huge Alfred fan. I don't know if you focus on any Alfred Pennyworth. I think there are only like two <laughs> I know, there's only episodes. like two, you but I love... Honestly,
2: th- nobody's expressed a love for Alfred really? like this. So I think maybe... Okay. You need to get that out the way. I right? Mean, you're going to do every
1: episode... <laughs> at least one of Gotta those so one, one of a... those I would be totally down great. for great so the one
2: where Alfred either gets turned into a tree or
1: is a British spy <laughs> <laughs> in either of those spies spy great. is awesome but hey she I, could do a tree I know I could talk she about could that. do an hour on a tree <laughs>
2: easy <laughs> talking trees with London yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah any episode that's not taken already I'm totally down for it though so we'll definitely talk about that more and hopefully we'll Get a good episode. Yeah, that's to exciting. Yeah, for all sure. right. Well, I love <laughs> to
0: hear that. Cool. All right. Well, any way that uh, people can get in touch with you that you haven't already told us. You've told us about Twitter. You've told us, but you can repeat it all. Let them know. How do we find you? Let's get in contact.
2: Yeah, you. Twitter at Hey Justin, H uh, E Y Justin, and then at BTAS Podcast and at ByWF podcast. Let's say it's before you were funny is my other one, and comedians bring in their old bad material, mm-hmm. and we do a live table read. But we've done some Batman related table reads. Dan Harmon brought in an old script about Batman, like you wrote as a kid mm. called Bat Kid. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I think Bat Kid or something like that. But it, anyway, that's how you can get in touch. Twitter's probably the easiest. You on way. Instagram? Oh yeah, I am at hey Justin. Okay. Awesome. Try to keep it simple
0: hey justin
2: hey justin because my name's too generic for any of the uh hey
0: you on facebook yeah damn man with the podcast yeah yeah you can find both yeah which one is just
2: just batman the animated podcast just find it on there all right london
0: what about you
1: Oh, well, of course, if you have any comments or about the show or request any, because I get lots of different requests for different podcast episodes and feedback, which I love. So thank you to everyone who gives me constructive criticism, feedback, positive, negative, all of it. I want to read it. You can email me at historyofthebatman at com. You can follow on Instagram at instagram.com slash Batman. On Twitter at twitter.com slash Batman, On Facebook at facebook.com slash Batman, And on Tumblr, if you're on Tumblr, historyofthebatman.tumblr.com. But if you want to reach out, definitely email me at Batman at gmail.com.
0: Very cool. <laughs> and you can always just say hello to me at, at Wednesday's, finest, Wednesday's finest, but W-E-D-S finest on Twitter. And that's that so London another episode in the can
1: yep and next- it was awesome it thank you was. so much for coming on yeah thank you guys yeah. <laughs> was so it's much always fun. a joy to talk about the animated series you're great man <laughs> and, uh, likewise Hey. <laughs> I'm
0: telling you. All that voice acting you've done, done you well.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Oh, there you
0: go. Yeah, it's a very good character. Yeah, what was that? Who is that?
2: Uh, I like to call him a uh, cool guy.
3: Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: I'm definitely listening to that Tupac's episode, man. I know. You and Jeff had, to, uh, had a great time. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, London. Peace, love, and Batman.